Hello, my name is Carl Lloydhauser. I am the senior pastor of Grace Community Church, and I am so excited that you are with us on this podcast. We also want you to get connected in a church family. If you don't have a local church, check us out at gracemontrose.org. We want to make sure that you have an opportunity to grow and connect with God. But we pray that these next 25, 30 minutes that you spend with us are powerful, that God meets you and speaks to you because he loves you so much. We're doing this uh, series right now called Frequencies, and uh, I I found a little uh, story. I actually listened to her interview. Lucille Ball uh, said that when she was driving in 1942, she was driving near Hollywood, and um, she heard music. Uh, but it wasn't coming from the radio. She said it was just like kind of coming from my head. And uh, she couldn't figure out what was going on. She said later that uh, she was driving down the same road and she was like picking up Morris code and she was hearing that. And she went to the doctor and actually a dentist and, and what they said is that actually her dental work was acting as an antenna and it was picking up radio signals as she was going along. And so uh, then I, I found another story in the American Journal of Psychiatry that in 1981, there was a, a soldier uh, who in the war had got shrapnel in his head and he kept hearing these voices and sounds in his head and they, came to, they determined that actually the shrapnel in his head was picking up radio signals. And he was like, I, I, that would be maddening. Could you imagine? Like, I want to change the station. You know, I want to turn this thing off. What would you do? In uh, 1930, there was a radio station in Ohio called WLW, and they, and they came out with the, they decided they were gonna do the most powerful broadcast America had ever seen. So they put 500 kilowatts behind this transmission, and um, they said that farmers uh, nearby said that they, they heard actually the radio being played on their barbed wire fences, <clears throat> that they could hear it there, and that people in their homes, well, they heard it coming out in their pots and their pans. Now we're talking about frequencies. Now you're wondering, like, does this really happen? I, I actually saw a Mythbusters episode where they proved that it's possible to pick up radio with your dental work. So uh, they use different materials now, but back then, um, yeah, that, that was actually possible. And so this frequencies thing, you know, there's all these radio waves right now that are bouncing around this room, all sorts of signals that are coming through. And in this series, we want to begin right now to talk about the signals that you're picking up, especially the spiritual signals. The things that you're tuning into, the things that you're listening to, what we pick up from the world around us, and what we tell ourselves and what we believe and think. Now, usually, in fact, when I first saw that we had come up with this uh, series, usually what I would have done is I would have said, okay, what I want you to do is is turn off the news, you know, turn off the the media that's negative, and and make sure that you choose what you listen to and that it's life-giving. Make sure the things that you look at are life-giving. And you know what? I, I still say that. Absolutely, but that's grade school. And it's time now for us to get a little beyond grade school. Anybody wanna go a little deeper, okay? And so that's just like, that's just 101. Now listen, do that, like be really discerning. Like what are you gonna listen to and what are you gonna watch? And is this good for my soul? This is bad for my soul. The conversations that you have, are these life-giving conversations or death-bringing conversations, okay? But, but listen, we're at a time right now where, where I just can't leave you there. And as your pastor, I need you to come up and, and I'm just, it's just so important that you come up to another level here. We go to a deeper level when it comes to these frequencies. And what I'm challenging you to do right now is we need to grow up and we need to be discerning with actually what's behind the things that we're listening to. Okay, it's a whole nother level. It's to say, now, what is the spiritual atmosphere behind this? What is the heart of these things that I'm listening to, that I'm believing, that I'm holding on to? And if you're gonna grow up, you have to be discerning. So I want you to go to 1 John. If you have your Bible, we're gonna spend most of our time in this passage here. Powerful, powerful passage from the apostle. 1 John chapter 2, 18. And this is what he tells us. 
He says, dear children, this is the last hour and you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. Now it's interesting because he wrote that 2000 years ago, right? This is the last hour. And what we know here is that we are, and starting right there with John, right after Jesus ascended, that we were in, that we are in the last age. That we had the Old Testament era, we had Christ come, and now we have the Holy Spirit with us. That we are walking in the last days. John was the beginning of the last days. And that the Antichrist was coming and the Antichrist is coming. And he says, and this is great, even now many Antichrists have come. So there is a guy who's going to come at the very end. There's going to be a final Antichrist. And we could read about that, but he's saying 2,000 years ago, there already were Antichrists. In fact, I would submit to you that Nero, during that time, was an Antichrist, uh, the emperor of Rome at that time. And this is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But they're going so that none of them belong to us. Now, the thing that you have to understand is every minute, this final, this last hour, we are closer than anyone in history has ever been to the very end. And there will be a last day, and there will be a final Antichrist. But there have been Antichrists throughout history. Hitler was one of them. Some say Leo X was one. But it's anyone who twists the truth of God, anyone who twists the truth of Jesus and his word for their own purposes or a different purpose is an anti-Christ. Now, if you go over just one page, you just flip over to 1 John 4, 1, we have a little bit of insight and understanding how we can recognize them. So he says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, one of the things that I want you to understand is that behind every philosophy, behind every lie, there really are spiritual forces. There are powers and principalities that are pushing an agenda on you, pushing an agenda on this world. And yes, your sinful nature brings some thoughts and your will brings some thoughts, but the enemy also brings some thoughts. And he's saying, let's have spiritual discernment to know that actually there are spirits, there are spiritual forces behind the things that we encounter. And this is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. So we know that if there's any philosophy, any idea that comes against the idea that Jesus is fully God, fully man, that he lived and died, crucified for us, rose from the dead, we know that anything that would say that's not true is anti-Christ. There's actually a spiritual force behind that idea. And see, every thought that you have, everything that we come into, it's either rooted in Jesus or it's rooted in anti-Jesus. One of the two. And the spirit of Antichrist wants to tear down anything that is Christ. For example, if God gave us families, which it says he did, and we have families that are meant to, to help us grow and challenge one another to become more holy. In fact, one of the things that we said, we saw a couple weeks ago that scripture says is that he has given us families so that we can raise godly children. That's one of the purposes of family. So if God has made this family and that's part of God's design, then what does Antichrist do? It wants to tear apart your family. It wants to tear apart families. 
to bring destruction to that because that is anti-Christ. Now, we also know that God wants unity among us, that we see that over and over again, that it's so important that we live together in unity. Now, if that is from God, then what does the spirit of Antichrist do? Divides, pulls us apart. Now, is there anybody else that maybe sees a little bit of division in our world right now? Do you understand that that's a spiritual thing going on around us? That that is a spirit of Antichrist? to divide us, to have us at one another, to fight? Okay, so, so if God wants us to walk in purity, because purity brings life, and it brings freedom, and it brings health, and it brings safety, then Antichrist wants what? Perversion. Wants to tear that apart. Wants us to just to, to go crazy with the gifts that God has given us. If God wants you to have purpose, and he wants you to have vision, and he wants you to have freedom, well, then the Antichrist wants to confuse who you are and take away your purpose and for you to walk in confusion all the time. If God is coming to bring peace, God wants you to have peace and he wants you to multiply that peace out, then, then what does Antichrist want? Fear and anxiety. And am I the only one who sees a little bit of fear and a little bit of anxiety out there? Do you understand that this is a spiritual thing going on right now? That this is actually the spirit, principalities and powers that Paul talks about. And I believe that these are things that are being released over our nation right now. Division, anxiety, fear, they're just in the atmosphere. I mean, you can almost feel it in the air as these spiritual forces come against us. This is anti-Christ. Does anybody else see that? Now, let me show you why this is so important. And it's from the, the words of Jesus. Go over to Matthew 24. This is kind of a scary passage. But there's hope for us here too. Verse 24 of Matthew 24, he says, for fal- Jesus says, for false Christs, false prophets will appear and they will perform great signs and miracles. And this is the scary part, to deceive even the elect. That's you and me. So what we see here is that these prophecies, these ideas, these philosophies are gonna be so strong that even those who belong to Jesus, they're at risk here. But then we have this beautiful word of comfort, if that were possible. If that were possible. So we are kept in him. We are protected by him. We know that he's going to give us what we need to see through it. But they're going to be powerful. And that's why it's so important. This is why I just feel I have to tell you this. I have to get you ready to be aware that there is antichrist coming against you. And it's seducing the church. And we're falling into it and we're going right along with it. And Jesus says, look, I told you ahead of time. You need to know. Because we live in a time right now where, where truth is, is said to be a lie. And lies are said to be true. And you have to understand and be attentive to the frequencies that you're taking in, what you're tuning into, and the spiritual foundation behind the things that you believe and that you hold on to. And what you tune into what you hold on to, it has a huge impact on who you become and how you live. I, I found uh, this uh, little uh, scientific effect, I guess. Uh, it's called a Cialdini plate. And what this, it was a German uh, scientist, and, and what he found is if you, if you have some sort of surface and, and then you put a frequency and you put like salt or sand on that surface, and, and you put a frequency there that the frequencies actually, as it's going across the plane, actually makes different shapes and some geometric shapes. And actually, I found a little video that demonstrates that. Would you play that, please? Mm-hmm. 
was me, sorry about that. So can anyone tell me that creation isn't amazing? I mean, isn't this just amazing, all these things that God has put together? If, uh, if you've seen uh, Rings of Power, the introduction to that, that's actually the effect that they're showing. They wanted to show how sound creates and changes things. That's kind of a little hidden meaning there, just if you were wondering. But I think it's a really good picture to see how these frequencies, they come into our lives and our hearts and they actually shape who we become. They leave an imprint and a pattern on our hearts and our souls. I, think, I want you to remember that picture to know like these spiritual forces that come are leaving an imprint on you if you tune into them and hold on to them. And it's so important to think about, okay, well, what am I tuning into? See, your ideology has a huge, I mean, it, it changes everything. Your ideology, what you perceive, what you believe, how you interpret what's going on in the world, everything is affected by your ideology. Here's one right now. Here's two ideologies that are going on in our country right now. One ideology says this. says that America was founded essentially through miraculous events and that it's had significant moments of failing and brokenness along the way, but there was something miraculous that started it. Actually, I, I pretty much believe that. Okay, and then there's another philosophy that says America's foundation actually was broken and it's had a little bit of improvement in some areas, but it's pretty much just broken. Now, whichever one of those ideologies you hold on to, it affects the way you interpret just about anything that goes on in our country. It affects what you think the solution is and the way forward and what we have to do. Now, let me bring you to a much, much more important ideology. Okay, here's one ideology. God created the universe or the universe created itself. Two, I mean, the way that you start, whatever you're gonna hold on to there, it's gonna affect everything. How you see anything. So we have to understand now what's behind these ideologies that we're holding on to, these beliefs that we have. And, and, and I'm concerned because I've seen some current ideologies that are sweeping, I mean, they have a hold on our culture. I would say that is antichrist. I don't know if it's part of the Antichrist. I think it is actually, but it is certainly Antichrist. And unfortunately, it is bleeding its way into the church. I found these four different ones I just want to bring to you. And I think I saw from Pew Research that up to 56% of Christians hold on to at least one of these, okay? Christians. So this isn't just people outside of the church. The first one is this. And then you see this everywhere. This is, the, this is the new religion of America. Having faith matters more than what faith you have. That's an ideology right now. Just as long as you believe. Just as long as you believe in some, something, right? Or someone. But here's the problem. See, if the idea that just having faith is all that matters, here's the thing, is then Jesus was a liar. Because Jesus said, I am the way I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. So actually, if Jesus is the only way to salvation, now listen, the, every faith has some, some things that make sense that are, that are beneficial. But when we are talking about salvation and when we are talking about coming to God, we're talking about truth here. Jesus says, I am the gate. I am the door. The only way to get to God the only way to come to me is through Jesus. And, and listen, if that's not true, then he was crazy or he was lying and you should not follow him. If it is true, he's the only way. Okay, here's another ideology. 
that is bleeding its way into the church, a frequency that's out there that many of us are just kind of tuned into. And it's this, it's okay as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. Do it just, you know, you do you. Do your thing, just don't hurt anybody. Here's the problem. Sin always brings death. Sin always brings hurt. And the truth is, is whether you want to be or not, you're connected with other people. So your sin pours out to other people around you. Now, at the very least, if you just said, well, I'm going to just do whatever I want, any sin, then at the very least, the rest of the world is missing out on what God intended you to bring to them. They miss out on the blessing. But you know it's more than that. Because how many of you have a relative who's addicted right now? Or, you know, you have a, a relative who's just like making horrible choices or they're just angry or they're bitter. And, they, and is, does it affect you? You know it does. I mean, even if they live in another state, even if you haven't heard from them for 10 years, it reverberates out, doesn't it? They're just, they're, you can't have sin that doesn't go out. Sin reverberates. And here's the final thing about that. You are just way too precious. You are made in the image of God. You are way too beautiful and way too important to throw it away to sin. It's not okay, even if it only affected you, which it doesn't, it is not okay for you to destroy this. You actually don't even belong to you. You belong to Jesus. That's not your right. So here's another one. And this has been out for a long time. But I think most people, many, many people in America believe this. And it's this, this ideology is that to say it's wrong is to be hateful or judgmental. That is simply not true. In fact, sometimes to say it's wrong is to be loving. Okay, anybody have kids? Do your kids ever do anything wrong? When you tell them, is that hateful? That was wrong to do that. Oh, what a hateful parent you are. Absolutely not. In fact, that's the loving thing to do, isn't it? Here's another example. So I believe, because of what the Bible says, that divorce is wrong. God hates divorce, right? My parents are divorced. I do not hate my parents. In fact, I understand why it happened. I mean, I get it. And I'm not mad. I don't hold it against them. Right? And sure, I wish it would have gone a different way. But just to say that it's wrong doesn't mean that you hate Guys, we got to understand this, that sometimes to be loving is to say that's not okay. (laughs) All right. Here's the next one, the fourth one. We see this all over the place right now. This ideology, this frequency that's coming through is that self-expression is the highest good. All that matters is that, you know, be you, just be yourself, right? And as long as you're doing that, then you're living a good life. Well, here's the thing. You and I, we're actually created to worship. We're actually created on behalf of others. In fact, in my life, when I'm serving, when I'm laying down my own life, when I'm saying, you know what, this actually isn't all about me, those are the places where I'm most fulfilled. Those are the places where I find life. When I decide, wow, how can I lift other people up? How can I actually lay down my rights? Christians, we're not very good at this. How can I lay down my rights for the sake of others? Are you willing to lay down your rights for the sake and the life of others? It's not our life anyway. That's what, I believe that's what Jesus calls us to do. So here's some good news though. And then we get over to, let's just keep going where, where we left off here. First John 2, 20. This is so good. This is so exciting. 
in the midst of this. Here's the good news. Verse 20, it says, but you, this is you, you have an anointing from the Holy One. I love it. He keeps using this word anointing. You have an anointing from the Holy One. And all of you know the truth. Now, that idea, anointing, it's to be called, it's to be set aside, and it's to be empowered. So he says, you have an anointing to be a follower of Jesus. It's not just like you're in the family, but there's a calling and an empowering that comes from God for you to live this life as a Christian. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing that God has done for you. And you are anointed, set apart, called, and empowered by God to walk in the truth. What what an amazing gift he has given us. And he says, I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it. And because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a man is the Antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. And no one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. See, there we, we see it again. There's just no other way. You can't come to the Father if you don't have the Son. But what a beautiful, encouraging thing that John tells us is that you have what it takes. You have position in Christ. You have anointing. Remember that. I don't know if you know that, that you walk in that I'm actually anointed to be a follower of Jesus wherever I go. Empowered, called, set aside wherever I go to follow him and do it his way. That you have position in him, that you know the truth. And because of that, because you have the Holy Spirit in you, you can, you can discern when something is just off. Eric, our worship pastor, he was telling me uh, the other day, he said that um, he came outside and uh, his two youngest kids, they were chasing, uh, they have a duck and they were chasing the duck around and uh, the chair was broken. And Eric asked one of the kids, I don't want to uh, implement either of them, so I asked one of the kids, well, what happened to, to the chair? And the kids said, uh, well, we were chasing the duck and the duck broke it. <laughs> and Eric was like, hmm, something about that just doesn't seem right. So he went to the other kid, who I guess is the more honest kid, and said, okay, now what happened? And they, they, that kid said, well, we're chasing the duck around and we broke it, right? You ever go in and you're like, ah, I don't know. Said, what? Tell me that again. Here's the first line of defense that we all have. As anointed followers of Jesus, is you have the Holy Spirit within you. And so you could come and say, well, just, ah, something's not lining up here. It just feels off. Listen to me. When it just feels off, pay attention to that. Take a moment and you're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. And that's the time to say, okay, now, Holy Spirit, why does this feel off? I remember there, there's a cartoon that came out just a little while ago and, and like we were like, okay. And I, I just as we were about to go, I was like, ah, I don't know. And so we didn't go see it because I went and looked and I was like, yeah, this is not what we believe. This is not for us. It just fell off. So I paid attention to that. God gives us these little checks. Pay attention to that thing. And, and you know, it, have you ever come into a, to a room and it just kind of like something changes in you? See, I actually think that there's like spiritual atmosphere sometimes that we can walk into. This happens to me uh, when I go to certain gyms. So you go to the gym and like uh, all of a sudden I find that when I'm in the gym, all of a sudden I'm just looking at the mirror the whole time and I'm just like, hmm. And and you know why that's weird for me? Because I don't have any muscles to look at, but I'm just like, hmm, yeah, looking good, Lloyd Hauser, you know? It's like, 
what? That's not even me. But there's something in that place, right? You're walking in and you're just like, all, all of a sudden you're comparing to everyone and you're all, it's all about self-image. Why? I actually think that's a spiritual atmosphere, a frequency that you're walking in. Has that ever happened to you before? When my mom, uh, she used to live in Las Vegas and we would go visit her. There, there's this one point and you're kind of like you're driving and you just kind of crest the hill and you see the lights. And every time I get there, there's a part of me that would just kind of be like, Bleh. Bleh. I don't know what I'm feeling. It's not me. Actually, I didn't bring this in the room. The room brought it to me. So we need to be aware of what's going on here. I mean, I believe, like as Paul says, there are principalities, there are powers. And when we talk about this division, when we talk about all these things, I mean, I actually think there's principalities and powers that have been released over our nation that want you to be afraid, that want you to be anxious, that want you to be angry and divided. And I think that is all the work of the Antichrist to ultimately pull you away from Christ and to pull our nation away from Christ. But here's the good news. You know the truth. The best defense for the Antichrist, I'm talking about that last guy, right? Listen, the best defense for the Antichrist is not making sure that you use your, buy your guns with untraceable credit cards. That is not the best thing that you need to do. I mean, if you need to do that, whatever, okay? But let me tell you what the best defense for the, the Antichrist is. It is to know the word of God and to be led by the spirit of truth. That is your defense. That is what you need as we go forward, okay? To know the word of God and to be led by the spirit of truth. I have, if I've said this once, I've said it a hundred times here. If you are a follower of Jesus, you need to be in the Bible every day. It's never been more important. So you have spiritual discernment and understanding. And you don't have to spend an hour in the word every day, 10 minutes. Just get in it every single day. Your best defense is to know the word of God and to be led by his Holy Spirit. And so when that, mm, wait a second comes, you understand what's behind it. This is the favorite, my favorite thing that I'm gonna say the whole weekend, all right? I think this is pretty good. The real danger, because we read like uh, the Antichrist when he comes, you know, if you take the mark, if you don't take the mark, you're not gonna be able to buy and sell, right? So we're all worried about that. But the real danger of the Antichrist is not what he is going to take from you. The real danger of the Antichrist is what he wants to give you. That's good preaching, I'm gonna say it again. The real danger of the Antichrist is not what he's going to take away from you. It's what he wants to give you. It is the philosophies and the ideas and the beliefs that he wants to sell you on that will take you away from Jesus. And it is so important. This is such an important weekend because I want you to be ready. And I want you to understand that I don't want you to give yourself over to the spirit of Antichrist. I don't want you to go along. I mean, I don't know if he's alive today right now. I kind of think so. But if he is, listen, I don't want you to go and be fooled. It's what he wants to sell you. And I don't want you to buy it. It's not what he wants to take away from you. And any belief, any word, any philosophy, any code outside of Jesus in his word is antichrist. And listen, if you do not know the word of God, you will receive it. Because it says it would deceive even the elect if that were possible. These lies that are coming, the things that he's bringing are powerful. 
They're going to make a lot of sense and there's going to be a huge wave that goes along with it and your hope is to be in the word and your hope is to be in the spirit and you'll know. And if you don't know the truth, you'll buy what he's selling. But since, praise God, you are anointed by God, since you are filled with his Holy Spirit, since, as John says, you are coming to know the truth, I'm not worried about you. I know you'll know. I know you'll be able to say, ah, wait a second. Something's not right. I remember uh, when we were, Gina and I were uh, first married and uh, we had kind of this college group of friends, a bunch of Christians. They were all just kind of, they had this kind of move where it's like, we're all gonna leave the church. We don't like church. We're gonna start all these little home things and that's fine. Home things are fine. But but there was something in both Gina and I were like, "Mm, uh uh-uh. We're just supposed to be here. I don't even know what it was. I don't even know why. Something just fell off. And then sure enough, you kind of watch these things and there's blowing up all around us. I was like, oh, thank you, God. That by obeying you, I I was protected from that. Here's a a great promise as we go on here. So uh, let's pick up in 24 of 1 John 2 where we left off. And John tells us, see, that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And here's why. And this is what he promised us, even eternal life. If you're in Jesus, you already know. And see to it and keep holding on to it and identify and respond to and pick up the frequencies of the truth of of God's word. And if it's Antichrist, no matter how much sense it makes, no matter how mainstream it is, no matter how popular it seems to be, reject it. There are half-truths all around us right now. Huge deceptions in pretty packages and good-sounding arguments and nice-sounding language that is Antichrist. Open your heart and your ears to the truth of God's word. But there's another way that it comes And another thing I want you to be aware of, and it comes in the stories that we tell ourselves. Remember, anything that contradicts God and his word is antichrist, right? And what does Jesus want for you? He wants to build you up. He wants to save you. He wants to be near you. He wants to convict you. He wants to help you. Wants to connect with you. So what does antichrist want to do? Divide you, tear you down, destroy you, weaken you, make you anxious. And, and see, a lot of that comes in the stories we decide to tell ourselves. So right now, my, uh, my daughter is getting married, I think, in like 10 or 11 days. I'm not sure how many, but really soon. And it's been really interesting watching uh, how this is happening. Like when we get together with her and her fiance, and by the way, we love him. He loves Jesus. He loves her, treats her well. It's like, yes, we're all for this, right? But there's some changes that I don't like. And it's things like this. Like she'll ask uh, She'll ask questions. So Maddie will say, well, what about this and this? And I'll be like, well, you know. And then all of a sudden her fiance is answering. I'm like, wait a second, that's my job. <laughs> what are you doing there? And then like, I'm, I'm noticing like I'm the second or third person that she calls for help now. Like, I don't like that. That's not how it should be. Now, there's all sorts of stories that I can tell myself. Well, I don't matter much anymore. I don't know if she even likes me. You know, just take me to the nursing home. (laughs) It's all over. What's the truth? 
she's actually doing what she's supposed to do. I mean, this is how it should be. In fact, part of my job should be talk to him. Go to him. He's your spiritual covering, right? He's the spiritual head of the house now. And if she was always like, well, daddy, 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 it would be wrong. It would be messed up. So, so I've got to be careful about the story that I tell myself. Oh, I'm rejected wrong. This is what needs to happen. And actually, I need to come in and embrace this next season of life. And then after he gives her the bad advice, I'll be there. No, that's not right. <laughs> does the story that you're telling yourself, does it fit with the truth of God's word? The stories that you tell yourself, do they fit with the truth of who he is? Do they fit with the truth of who you are? With his goals, his purpose, his plan, or is it antichrist? Don't agree with the antichrist. Don't tune into those frequencies. So next time you find yourself and you're angry and you're isolated and you're afraid and you're worrying and anything that is opposite of the fruit of the spirit, ask yourself, what story am I telling myself? What is the spirit behind this feeling that I have? What does the Holy Spirit bring? Galatians tells us the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. Joy. Peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Self-control. That's what the Holy Spirit brings in our lives, right? You know the truth. You know what he's doing. Verse 26. says, I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. At that time, it was actually the Gnostics who were trying to lead them astray. And the Gnostics, they had this idea that anything material was evil, so therefore, Jesus didn't come in the flesh, that he was, more of a, he was like a spiritual thing. And we know from Scripture that he was fully God and fully man. And as for you, the anointing you received, again, that word anointing you received from him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. You already know what he does. You already know who he is. You already know who you are. So tune into the truth and reject Antichrist. See, there's three parts of a radio. The first part is the antenna, right? And it receives the frequency. Now, you actually can adjust your antenna a little bit. I'm not gonna watch this show I'm not gonna listen to this stuff. I'm not gonna have this sort of conversation. I'm not gonna meet with that group because all they do is complain and bellyache and they just make me more mad, right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my antenna and try to point it this way. But you can't completely protect yourself from the lies that come in. Your antenna is just gonna pick up some things. In fact, sometimes Satan is just gonna whisper it in your ear. Okay, so, so the antenna, we can control a little bit, but the tuner then is the next part. What does the tuner do? The tuner takes these frequencies and it zeroes in on the specific one. Now you have a lot of control over your tuner. And you can decide now which message am I gonna believe and which message am I gonna agree with and which one am I gonna focus on here? You actually, this is probably the tuner is the most important part of your radio. And then we have the amplifier which takes the message and it broadcasts it, it increases it, right? And it produces that frequency, the message. And you have a little bit of control over your amplifier, like are you gonna repeat it? Are you gonna agree with it? Are you gonna go with it? But the thing you have to understand is whatever you're tuning in will be amplified. If you're tuning it in, it will be amplified in your life. So we need to be really careful with this tuner. 
And we can decide through discernment, is this the spirit of Christ or is it unchrist? Is it antichrist? And if it is, we're not gonna go along with it. Because if it's antichrist, its ultimate goal is to shake you out of your relationship and your resolve to remain in Christ. And see, God, he forgives and he saves and he brings justice and he heals and he calls and he builds. So the Antichrist condemns and accuses and breaks and hurts and hides and isolates. Let's not partner with that. Now, we talked about the fruit of the Spirit. Now, let's talk about how we can recognize Antichrist and the fruit of the Antichrist. It's actually in the same passage. And we see in Galatians 5, right before God talks about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5.22, we see what the Antichrist brings in 5.19. And it says this, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. See, it wants for you sexual immorality. Come into impurity and debauchery, idolatry, putting anything above God, witchcraft, hatred, Discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. How can you expect to move in the power and the kingdom to see God's kingdom come and his will be done in you if we live according to these things? And yes, listen, the Antichrist, he's gonna make it look good. And it's gonna look right, but ultimately that's what's behind it. Adultery, idolatry, excuse me. Adultery, that's a new sin. Impurity, debauchery, hatred, discord, that's what it's pushing for. And I want to show you this Matthew 24, verse 10. It's so important. This is why you've got to get this. This is why this is essential. This is why as your pastor, I had to bring this message to you. Why as a follower of Jesus, you have to live in this. Because Jesus says, at that time, many, listen to this, this is a big deal. At that time, many will turn away from the faith. It's the last thing I want for you. It's the last thing I want for your family. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and they will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Don't you see that? The love of most will grow cold. But listen, he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Oh, I want you to stand firm to the end. If you do, you will be saved. And the gospel, this beautiful, saving, life-giving, wonderful gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Brothers and sisters, stand firm in the truth of Jesus. Stand firm in what you know. Come to know the word. Come to know his truth. Learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. Learn to discern the lies that are around us and the spirit that is behind them. It's never been so important. For the sake of your salvation, for the sake of your walk with Christ, be careful of the frequencies that you tune into. Be aware of the truth of God. Reject the lies of the enemy.
So Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just release discernment over this body. I thank you, God, that these are people right here, these are people that are anointed, chosen, gifted, empowered, called to walk with you. Thank you that this is the elect, God, that they cannot be led astray as long as they remain in you. So Lord, I ask you would release discernment and you would release understanding, God, that you would release maturity in this body so that we do not get seduced by the lies of Antichrist. And Lord, as the, the lies increase, I just pray for us, Lord, it would just be more clear that they're lies. That we would just see them for what they are more and more as they increase in this world. God, I ask you protect them and keep them and help them walk in you. And Lord, we just ask that you come and you reveal to us where have we agreed with the spirit of Antichrist? Where have we let that in? And God, we repent. We don't want anything to do with him. Jesus, we want you and we thank you, God, that we will in you be saved. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for being with us. I hope that God spoke to you. We would love to follow up and care for you any way that we can. So come visit us at gracemontrose.org. Say hello. Let us know what we can do to help you grow in him. God bless you.